Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Craig Berube, Doug Armstrong, as the Blues head coach is discussing his new contract extension to coach another three years with the Blues. Great to be able to carry the press conference here on 101 ESPN. We'll talk about that coming up. Also, as Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong are talking, Rob Manfred is talking in Orlando and has said some really surprising things. This is going on as we speak. We have dueling press conferences. I want to get into both of them. Uh, the Manfred thing, uh, super surprising, like legitimately. I'm not just teasing to tease. I am telling you, you will want to hear what he has to say. Uh, we'll have that for you next. It's Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan with you here on the radio show. You are welcome to get involved anytime you would like. The Air Comfort Service text line 65780. First 20 minutes or so of the 10 o'clock hour uh, blues uh, press conference with Doug Armstrong and with Craig Berube talking about the three-year contract extension. You will be able to hear directly from Doug Armstrong coming up in less than an hour with BK and Ferrario. He will be on at 11.15, so you want to stick around and make sure you hear that. And, of course, tonight, Blues and Devils after the long break. Blues and Devils and um, Jordan Bennington first on the ice this morning. So he looks like he will be in goal tonight when the Blues restart things against the Devil. The uh, Devil's pregame is at 6 p.m. here on 101 ESPN. I'll tell you this. I mean, I felt like it was kind of inevitable. But, you know, as, as time went on with regards to Berube's situation, kind of go, okay, well, this is getting a little weird. It's going on a little longer than I would thought. What's the holdup? So I, th- I would imagine nearly every Blues fan exhaled uh, yesterday afternoon when the news came down that they had agreed to a three-year extension. I wonder, and this is more of a taking a step back, number one, he's always going to be the coach who brought the Cup to St. Louis. But even if he wasn't, I think his personality is such that he will always have a connection to this city. I think that there is just something about his personality in the city of St. Louis that works. And so the fact that he's now extended for another three years um, solidifies that. But I, but I, but what I was thinking is when you think about coaches, managers, and Jackson, we always like to use the starting point of 2000 yeah. to try to include the young tykes as well as uh, the people who've been watching going sure, back to sure. the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. I would imagine number one for St. Louis area sports fans. And when I say St. Louis area, I know this can irritate some people. I'm including the University of Missouri, and I'm including the University of Illinois. So we go as far west as Champaign and as far east, excuse me, as far east as Champaign, as far west as Columbia, Missouri. I would imagine Tony La Russa is, is number one. But yeah. I, but I it's not like the Rams since 2000 no, gave yeah. you anybody that I think I mean the March thing started off great and ended poorly right certainly was exciting um, 
But I think Berube could be, like, if, if we're reviewing the first 25 years of sports in the St. Louis area, and again, I say St. Louis area, including Missouri and Illinois, and all parts in between, that I think he might be in second. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. With after 2019, how could he not be, you know? And the thing is, he, he's not done. Right, He's right. not done. Exactly. And yeah. that's the other element of this. It yeah. conveys, not that people don't know it, but it conveys, hey, we're, and that's the thing. You know, we're talking a little bit about this. And, uh, you know, as I said yesterday, just for clarification, for those of you who are unaware, I'm on the air from 7 to 10 with TMA, uh, so I don't get to hear Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman or this week uh, and last week, Dan McLaughlin. And I was talking with Matt Rocchio, who ran the board on TMA for a while um, and is now over here with us at, at 101 ESPN. I said, hey, what were, uh, what were the boys talking about uh, this morning on the show and was talking about, you know, the, the different perspectives on what they'll do in the trade deadline. JR was on. John Kelly was on. Getting Randy's opinion, Dan's opinion, what they're going to do. And here's the one thing that I would imagine all of us can agree on you know the Blues are going to do something. Right. Like, you know the Blues are going to do something. Yep. And if they didn't, we'd be stunned. And yet if we were about a month away from the baseball trade deadline, you'd be like, oh. you kind of go, and that sucks that that's, that that's the mindset because it really shouldn't necessarily be that way. But that is what it is. And I'm talking about whether a move where you're buying or selling, but that's what I like. And I think that's why and this amplifies my point on Barubi and his personality and the connection with the region. Uh, no nonsense. This is the deal. Like his speech before they took the ice in Boston Game 7. It's just perfect. It wasn't Herb Brooks. It just was like, it was about 13 seconds. You're a good effing hockey team. You know, <laughs> it, it'll just go win the thing. You know, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's great. It's direct. And I think that resonates with people. I think the players and talking with some of the guys who either are on the roster now or were on the roster before and played for him, they like, first off, he commands respect because of the way he played the game. But secondly, you know where you stand. And, and so that's a big part of it. But with re- regards to the organization as a whole, I think people can invest not just because they like the coach and the coach brought the city the Stanley Cup, but because you feel like they're invested in trying to win just like a fan base wants. And so whatever they wind up doing, you know it's going to be aggressive. And not irresponsibly aggressive, but at least they're going to try to win. And as a fan, I don't want to say it's all you can ask because that is that wouldn't be reasonable. That wouldn't be that would be too simplification element of a statement. That wouldn't be fair. But but it's got to be top priority if you know your organization is trying to win. And on top of it, you look at the track record of the person who is going to be making the moves, and the track record is a hell of a lot more successful than it is uh, misses, then you feel good about the fact that they're going to be aggressive. So that is something that that I love with regards to the blues because it's just like okay what are they going to do it's not are they going to it's what are they going to do uh a lot of people are texting in whitey herzog I, I should make it clear i said starting with 2000 yeah if you go back all time whitey herzog might be at the top of the list uh, i would agree people are texting in gary pink i think you would probably go the issue when you t- talk about gary pinkle not everybody's a missouri fan not right. just everybody's a blues fan or everybody's a cardinals fan but you're talking about 98 plus percent of the population yeah. when you talk about missouri you're talking about i don't know 60% to 70%. Yeah, Some people just don't like Missouri fans. Some people cheer against Missouri because they didn't go to school there. Uh, they may be St. Louis University fans, maybe Illinois fans. 
But I would say, I mean, I'm doing this off the cuff, so I will take your criticism. Um, off the cuff, if we're going again since 2000, Larusa, Baruby, Pinkle. Now I got to go in the tank. Now I got to go in the tank. <sighs> would you go, Martz? I don't think. Maybe. He took him to a Super Bowl. And it was such an exciting brand of football. Right. I think you would. And then it's like we're coloring, as I said, anytime we talk about the Rams, like understandably we talk about how it's hard to like compartmentalize the emotions now when the entire region almost will be pulling against the team in three days to take us back and put a coach from that time period, and for a lot of people, including yourself, too young to remember it. Yeah. It was incredibly... I'll tell my view on that. Not that I ever thought we were going to be breaking down the Marts era on this show today. (laughs) But as being somebody who's on the road for a lot of the games and at every game at the Dome during his tenure, if anything, I kind of feel like... It's like when you play a round of golf and you're like, yeah, I shot even. Mm -hmm. But man, I know I could have shot 68. That's kind of how I look at the Marts era. Yeah. Yeah, it could was, have done more. It was it was it was definitely good, but it, you know it could have been better. Left some out on the table. The, the 2000 team left something out on the table, losing to the Saints. I know people look at the uh, Keem fumble, but you know the defense was an absolute debacle, and that's where shoot will fix it comes from. Like it wasn't going to be a problem, we'll just fix it, and they never did. Right. And then 2001 for that team not to win the Super Bowl. I don't know what happened in 2002, but they started off 0 and 6, if I'm not mistaken. And the fact that they didn't get to the Super Bowl in 2003, a team that's kind of forgotten in comparison to the other ones because yeah. that was Bulger, not Warner. Uh, that was a great team, and that was a Super Bowl caliber team. So that's tough, but then you can't help but look at the success. And I don't know who you would replace that with in the list. Yeah, I'm thinking through college basketball, Majerus maybe. Um... But no one at Mizzou, because no one stayed long enough. Like, Pinkle had such a long tenure that it was, you could grow the love. If you didn't love him at first, you can grow the love of him. Outside of that, there's not a lot of guys in the St. Louis area who stayed at their post for more than five, six years. Yeah, Rick Majerus, I think, is a good play. Rick Majerus is a good play. I think the first three years of Matheny, you might have put him in that list, but then it tapered off. That's the other thing with Matheny. You're looking at that, and you're going... Yeah, it was a pretty good run, but I kind of have to say that it's not at the March level because it wasn't like this thrilling brand of football. Sure, sure. But I think guys who are on that team, if you were to get them in a spot where they knew that their words were not going to be used against them off the record, I think they would probably tell you we should have we should have done more. Right. When you go to four straight NLCSs, yeah, you know, and yeah. then and then the one time you didn't in that streak uh was 2015 after going in 11 12 13 and 14 you won 100 games yeah. and then you only won one game in the postseason after winning 100 games i think you can look back on that and go man we should have yeah. we should have done more with that that's the thing about the 2006 and 2011 cardinals you're going wow those were the two championship teams they got the most out of it yeah but the 2000 2001 2002 still mainly the same roster don't get me wrong there was no london fletcher and that was a big issue but uh and then 2003 and 2004, for that matter, for that team to only do what it did, I bet those guys look back on that and go, "Yeah, that 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 was a miss. That was a, it. Wasn't like an Atlanta Braves run miss because it was too short, and you're not going to have a run like that usually in the NFL. Patriots, of course, being the greatest example of the uh, the dissension on that. But it's so rare. I can't imagine you'll see it. So yeah, I think I'm I'm going to go with. Gosh. I, th- I don't know. I think you have to put Martz in there. Yeah. It's Martz Majerus, it's a coin flip for right. me. If you were able to put assistance, I think Okendo would probably get in there if you were just, if you were in all coaches. That's how big the Cardinal swath is. I think Quenville's live. People are texting that in. Quenville's live. Got him to a Western Conference final in 2001. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's tough just because not many people stayed long enough. You know, if you go back another twenty years, and that, that gets me back on. And let me know when we got a break because I know we're on a weird schedule today yeah, with uh, the, the press conference. Minutes. Okay, all right, cool. But that's the other thing about the Bruby uh, extension. I love stability in organizations. Right. I think I saw a tweet maybe a week ago with regards to NFL coaching hires and what the Steelers have had three coaches since yeah, like, the start of the Steel Curtain. Seriously, it's crazy. I mean, and they make the playoffs no every no year. Collar, Tomlin. Yeah. That that'll get that'll take you back to 1970, and I love that. Yeah, I don't like what you see with other places, colleges in particular, Knoxville and Auburn being two wonderful examples with just a revolving door. I think it's difficult whether one buys into Eli Drinkwitz or not. And I think most Missouri fans do buy in. I don't know if people outside of Missouri fans necessarily buy in as much as Missouri fans do, but either way, I want him to get a good run. And I like that Baruby is now here for for a good long while. And you heard toward the tail end of. Uh, Doug Armstrong and Baruby's press conference that you heard here on 101 ESPN. Uh, yeah, they want to keep the staff together, too. Yeah. It's not taken care of yet, but it's something that they want to keep. I think stability in an organization is so important, not just because of what it conveys to the public, that you don't have people just, you know, drink what's on his third defensive coordinator in three years. That isn't a good thing. No. I mean, you can spin it however you want. I'm a Missouri football fan. It's not a positive. But... It also conveys inside the room that this guy's got the back of the organization. Absolutely. You know what I mean? People and there's that little work. leaks coming out about, oh, this had, they just don't have that going on. Right. I thought one of the things that undercut Matheny most was Yadier Molina's Instagram. I mean, <laughs> that, that's just, that's, you know, if you're, if you're taking shots at somebody on Instagram, like dropping shade, you clearly don't have a whole lot of love for the person. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's, a, that's a, whether it was right or wrong, it just conveyed that there was some instability. So I think stability is a key thing. And that's what you're speaking to. A lot of people bounce around quickly. Yep. Yep. Especially in college. Uh, let's see. Three head coaches since 1969. That's what it is. So how about that? Uh, let's see. Uh, Bruby and Brucer on the Mount Rushmore. Bruce Weber, Bill Self, uh, Gary Pinkle, Rick Majerus, Martz, Coach Q have an argument. I think I'm going to agree with that. I think that summed it up nicely. Yeah, I think uh, outside of this, if you're considering Bill Self in the in the region, other than that, I think all of those guys would be have a have definitely have a case. Got to consider him in the region. Yeah. But he wasn't the one. He was the one who built the 2005 team, but he wasn't the one who coached the 2005 teams. Right. And uh, ILL fans will be very quick to point that any time they can. 65780 is how you can text in for the program. Uh, I talked about this Rob Manfred press conference, and I wanted to come to a conclusion before we aired some of it. We're going to play some of this. Legitimately surprising. It just wrapped up. Le- for real, I'm truly surprised by some of the things he said. We're going to play those for you. You're going to want to hear them. We're going to have them for you next here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you here till 11 o'clock. Coming up at the top of the hour, BK and Ferrario. And at 11.15, Doug Armstrong will join them to talk about Craig Bruby's three-year contract extension. Looking forward to that conversation in about 35 minutes here on 101 ESPN. All right, we had another press conference going on. Now, we carried the uh, Baruby and Armstrong press conference here, but uh, Rob Manfred was talking at the exact same time in something that I can only describe as confusing. That's our euphemism of the day. Rob Manfred still says he expects spring training to go off at the proper time. I don't know... I don't know what his calendar situation is, but it's Monday, and there is no agreement. Jackson? Yeah, maybe he's uh, 
Maybe he's looking at the wrong calendar. <laughs> uh, this this was a, this was a subpar press conference as well. We have a variety of highlights from it. Some of it we have some of the sound for you. Set it up for uh, for the fine people listening. Yeah, this is Rob Manfred on uh, if spring training is going to start on time. <laughs> what? Uh, Rob, what is the status of spring training? Um, look. Um, the status of spring training is no change right now. Um, we're going to have a conversation um, with the MLBPA about the calendar. You know, we understand where the calendar is, but um, until we have that conversation and until we see how this um, session on Saturday goes, it's no change. Okay. So players, uh, pitchers, and catchers report are supposed to report early next week. Depends on the organization. So that's what I would describe as bullish. It's very bullish. Yeah. It is Thursday. I want to make sure I'm looking at the right calendar. Maybe I'm, nope, I got February 10th. Thursday, February 10th. Cup. All right. Okay. Uh, He uh, was asked uh, regarding opening day, scheduled as March 31st. He said, I'm an optimist, and I believe we will have an agreement in time to play our regular season schedule. I could see that. Yeah. The spring training thing. Well, it's weird to say that they're like he's like debating opening day but saying spring training is going to start on time. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't get, get I, I don't I don't get it at all. Um what else do you have here, Jackson? Well, uh across social media players have seemed to express Cold Wong yeah, went after him yesterday. Express their distrust of the league and especially the leadership of the league, so Rob Manfred addressed it. So, I'll play that. Seen from players on social media and stuff. It's just a, a lack of trust in the league and, and you and sort of the, the good faith part of these negotiations. Is that is that something that's important to you to address? And, and how do you go about rebuilding that trust, if so? Yeah, um, look, I, I don't play a lot of attention to social media. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think um, most of the commentary that's out there is tactical. Um, go ahead. Robin, in 2020, I know that negotiations were By the way, can I say one other uh, – you know, I, I really should say one other thing. You know, um, I, in the history of baseball, um, the only person who has made a labor agreement without a dispute, and I did four of them, was me. Um, somehow, during those four negotiations, players and union representatives – figured out a way to trust me enough to make a deal. Um, I'm the same person today as I was in 1998 when I took that labor job. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I just don't know what else to say in response to that. Okay, I, I get the latter portion. I disagree with the first part that these comments are tactical, that players are expressing their frustration as some form of strategy. That's what I take him to mean when he says tactical, by the way. Uh, I disagree with that. I think the, the core issue for Rob Manford is this. People just don't believe him and or he is tone deaf. Here is another part of the press conference, and this is a quote. This is not a soundbite that I have. Um, Manfred, when asked if owning an MLB team is a good investment, said the return would be better on the stock market. He cites purchase price, sale price, and cash needed for operations and said ownership is riskier than the stock market. Keep in mind, revenues have gone up, salaries have not. Uh, and, and so when people 
It's it's like it's, I'll draw a parallel to a recent localized story, and that would be the interview with Bob Blitz, in which he celebrated slaying the dragon that was the NFL, and perhaps internally, those who know everything about the case, the lawyers, um, the government officials, maybe even the NFL, would go, "Man, St. Louis really got us. We have taken a shot." I think part of when you're addressing the public is being cognizant of what the public is thinking. And so you can address the public Mm -hmm. in a manner in which you're not talking down to them, or even if you are telling the truth, they think you're being disingenuous. And so in the case of Bob Blitz, whether he agrees with it or not, a large portion of St. Louis does not feel even close to the NFL slayed the dragon with that. Now, some people do feel like it was a huge win for St. Louis, but if you're talking about it, to me, if I'm in that spot, and again, I mean, hey, good for him. He just got a quarter billion dollars. I would say, hey, I understand a lot of people in St. Louis wanted to see a trial. And I understand a lot of people in St. Louis were under the impression that a team was in play. Both of those things were highly unlikely to happen. And hey, taking on a trial would have had all kinds of risks and I don't think would have been as successful as this settlement. If I thought it was, I would have taken it all the way down to the goal line. We worked on this thing for four years. We were going to get a large sum of money either way. If we thought a team was in play, it's not like we weren't going to get paid. We would have pursued it, but it was never in play. I understand you've read reports that that's the case. I was in the room. It never was in play. So for St. Louis to get nearly $800 million in a settlement from the NFL is a huge win because when we started this thing, many people didn't even think we were going to get a dollar and we were wasting our time. And we got close to a billion I get you read some things, but I'm telling you as the person inside the room, those things are wrong. That, to me, would have resonated a hell of a lot more than, hey, we slayed the dragon. People go, what? So if you're Rob Manfred and you're trying to get people to buy in and say, hey, I'm the same guy I was two decades ago, okay, but you're also at the same podium going to say, you think it'd be better to put your money in the stock market than buying a Major League Baseball team. The public, who doesn't necessarily have a high level of trust in you as it is, is going, are you kidding me? You're now, for whatever reason, you're going to play down? The value of owning a Major League Baseball team, it damages your credibility. So in the same press conference, you're complaining that people don't believe you. Well, you just said something that's asinine. Why say that? I don't get that. You want to talk about tactical. That is tactical, except it's stupid. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he also had a mishap with when he was describing the World Series trophy, kind of in a similar manner, playing down, winning a World Series. It's just a piece of metal, I believe, is what he said. I, 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 I... Colton Wong, for example, I mean, I'm just using him as one. It's not like he's the only person who tweeted. That is not a tactical thing. You know, th- these guys are really irritated. And I maybe I'm off. I hope the thing is remedied. I mean, it'd be the greatest thing in the world if we're looking at video from Jupiter, Florida on Monday with guys showing yeah, up and absolutely. play and catch. I have no idea how he sees that happening. And it's not to say that he does. He just has said we're not pushing it back yet. I get it. there is a, there is a difference. But I just think that this thing is, is is heading in a direction of being, I think, way more severe than the public knows. But as I've said since the beginning, since we started this show on 101 ESPN, it's not necessarily about the public knowing. It's about the public caring. People aren't even really talking about it. I'm sure in St. Louis there's a lot of people talking about it because we're a baseball city in some capacity that's becoming more and more of a hockey city. But I'm telling you, around the country, 
I don't think too many people are going, yeah, I know the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday, but hey, what's going on with Rob Manfred? It's background noise. That's baseball's biggest problem. Plus a commissioner that very few people, players and fans, can believe in. It's 1048 in St. Louis. This Clarkson Jewelers time check is 1048. We have one segment left, and that is so. What'd your grandma think? That's coming up next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or... I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? Still loving it. Every time. (laughs) The Belichick one. The Belichick one is the key. (laughs) When she goes, okay, thanks. Just like a feature reporter. Yeah, no, go out. You know what you ought to do? Go out, to, go out to Foxborough. See what they have to say about and, it. No, we'll get you a credential. It'll be fine. No, can I interview him before during the week? Probably not. But to, no, just sit in on the post game press conference and yeah, and 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 ask your question on New Year's resolutions with Coach Belichick. Pay no attention to the score of the game. Loss. Yeah, pay no attention to the score of the game. Uh, what do we have today, Action Jackson? The New York Islanders center Matt Barzell kind of it's kind of a reverse. What'd your grandma think? It's kind of. The, uh, someone asking a question and then uh, the player ripping someone who's not on the broadcast. Oh, okay. Your skill set is incredible. Your hands. We have a guy in our panel, Paul Bizanet. Uh, he showed us a video of him doing a relay race <laughs> with a puck. Can you help him out? I mean, you got sick hands. Uh, he needs help nah, ASAP. I mean... <laughs> no, oh, no. Poor yeah, Biz. he needs some serious help. I seen Biz. Yeah, I seen Biz on the ice. It's, yeah, it's. It's sad, man. It's sad. <laughs> Barzi, it's ace here. I'm sorry, Biz. I'm sorry, Biz. I'm sorry, Biz. I, 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 like, I love Biz. I love We're going to edit the, the apology oh, right out of this. Don't worry. It's He's true, though. It's be true. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I just lost my train uh, of thought. <laughs> Shipped him. Shipped him. Took right care of him, too. I like that Biz is taking the rib. He takes it well. Uh, they got a good thing going with that NHL yeah. show. Well, yeah, we talk about like with the Manning cast. If you're going to have a, a Manning cast for hockey, Biz has got to be. You got to have him. You got to have him. I, mean, I saw the Manning cast has been extended for two more seasons. I saw that. That's great. Just yesterday, I thoroughly enjoy. I like when it's just those two, though. I, I don't. I don't. I, I get that they get great guests, but I just think those two BSing and Eli staring at the camera blankly <laughs> is just as good as entertainment can get. The issue right now with, I mean, I love it too. The issue with the guests is sometimes you have bad connections, and there's a delay, and then they're stepping on each other, and it's right. a whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from on that. Hey, coming up in about 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes, 19 minutes. Yeah, it's getting that close. Doug Armstrong is going to be with BK and Ferrari. 11.15, that is coming your way here on 101 ESPN. And we are approaching just seven hours away from pregame for the Blues. Return to the ice tonight, taking on the Devils. And it will indeed be Jordan Bennington. Wow. Getting the start. Wow. How do you do? How do you do? A little curveball as uh, yep. the boys take the ice uh, for the first time in, what, 10, 11 days. So that is something that I'm sure they'll be talking about coming up. Uh, for Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, DBA, Our Town, here on 101 ESPN.
You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.